The Heat were down by as many as 19 in San Antonio, but an incredible comeback fueled largely by a 17-0 run helped turn this into a competitive back-and-forth game. But Duncan Robinson, the leading scorer from both teams, had 26 points in one of his best games ever to lead the charge, and Miami shuts down Victor Webanyama and the Spurs to win their fifth straight game. An amazing performance, and we break it all down, including Miami's key rotation change, and answer your questions on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always is Dave Mill. How are you tuning in? YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat. Your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. A big win for the Heat. Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero both out for this one. A second night of a back to back. The Heat trailed by as much as 19 points. They trailed by 11 in the fourth quarter and they still managed to get a win on the road. The Heat beat the Spurs 118 to 113. David, what was your takeaway from the game? It was just seeing everybody step up. They struggled so badly in the first quarter. They looked like they were hungover after the, you know, after the game in Atlanta on Saturday night. And then they really struggled, missed all eight of their three-point attempts in the first quarter. And then slowly but surely kind of found a way to chip in. And whether it was Bam to Bio hitting really tough contested mid-range jumpers, Duncan Robinson finding his groove, getting even to the line at times, Jaime Hawkins stepping up. And then in the third quarter, Kevin Love with all of his points in a big moment there, just really, really impressive showing after kind of being out of the rotation and then coming back as a backup big, just a really big game. Jimmy playing key minutes, Josh Richardson against his former team, the Spurs down the stretch. Just really a, a really well-rounded game for Miami. Uh, Josh Richardson with a big three-pointer with just under two minutes left in the game. Comes back, hits a pull-up mid-range jumper with 120 to go. Uh, that yep. puts the heat up by four and basically clinched the game for them. Um, great. Just a great moment for Josh Richardson. It's been a really rough start to the season for him. Uh, and it was rough for most of this game, too. This was not a great Josh Richardson game at all. It was a great Josh Richardson 60 seconds, basically, from the two-minute mark to the one-minute mark left in the game. Uh, five straight points for Miami to put the game away. And uh, to your point, that's sort of that collective effort that you're talking about, isn't it, David? Where it's, look, no Tyler Hero, no Kyle Lowry. This is kind of on everybody. And that's not to take anything away from Bam Adebayo, who was incredible again tonight. I mean, yeah. I don't – we we have talked so much about Bam in every game that he plays. I'm just like, yeah, this, this dude's taking a leap. And it's just so obvious. 24 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals for him. Going right at Victor Webanyama. We've talked a lot about how he's taking these matchups against big name, big men on the other side personally and embracing it. And he's not shying away from it. And he's basically saying, you know what? Yeah, I am taking this stuff personally. And I do want to put on a show. And I do want to make a statement. And I love that. I love when players play that way. I feel like we shy away from that stuff so much. And especially in the heat. The whole heat culture is like, it's never me. It's always the team first. No, sometimes I want you to just put you first and make a point. And Bam did that tonight. It was uh, you get him, and then the trickle down effect from there. Everybody up, everybody else stepping up. Um, 
I don't love the next man up kind of mantra. I think it's a little silly at yep. times, but tonight it really did feel that way. I, I think you had to kind of find a way to make this a much more egalitarian offense, especially because of the loss of Tyler Hero. We talked about it after his injury. Like he is such a huge component of what Miami had been able to do up to, this point, up to that point. And he yeah. was really key for whatever success they had managed earlier in the season. But without him, somebody's got to take the variety of shots that Tyler is capable of doing. There isn't any one player who can reproduce what Tyler does, and so it falls at everybody else, whether it was Kyle Lowry coming up big over the last Don't couple Don't tell that games. to Duncan Robinson. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I Duncan's as pretty close as it can get, and I don't think – Are tonight. you finally – I know, are you finally starting to see my perspective on this and that, that versatility has really paid dividends for him? It's not like the three-point he... shot was – no, he is a better player now. You and I yes. always agreed on that. He is a okay. better player now. My point is when Tali Hero was on the team, I just needed more people to take three-pointers, and he was kind of veering away from the three-point shooting a little bit too much for my taste. But with Tyler out, that's why all this stuff starts to pay dividends. I'm not anti-development. I'm not anti-be a better player. I'm just like, hey, do all that stuff. We know you can do it. That's all fun. Please take more three-pointers because they're worth more than the two-pointers. But – with Tyler out, you need it. And like I said, like I'm only half joking when I when I say don't tell Duncan Robinson that nobody, no one player can replace Tyler Hero. But 26 points on 8 of 16 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3-point range, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists in this game is basically what Tyler Hero has been averaging this season. Sure. And Duncan Robinson went out and did it tonight. Again, the Spurs are not a great team. They're actually, in fact, a very bad team. But I, I, I don't say that to take anything away from Duncan. I just... I don't also expect him to do that every single night, but tonight he did it. Yeah, six free throw attempts for him too. Looked like he was taking it a little yeah. personally at times, trying to attack. It was it you know McDermott out there? You know he, whoever was on him, he just had a. He really, shook really Wembenyama. Yes, the spin on the baseline there. Yeah, it was fantastic. Pulled it back out, faked him out completely, and then drove right past him for a reverse layup. Just a really good game from his touch around the basket has been so sensational. And he usually gets like pretty wide open looks when he's finally at the rim, yeah. just because to your point, like he shook everybody. Like he, you're not expecting him to make that big cut or to get past that initial line of defense. What was your reaction? Not... When, when he, when, when that women, what was your honest in the moment reaction? When he, when he pumped big women Yama and sent them flying and shook them and got to the basket. I, I couldn't yell because my son was falling asleep, but I did a little quiet fist pump because I, I felt a little validation about uh, being so high on that kind of diverse game that Duncan's been showing off here and there over the last couple of years. We saw it early on last season, then it kind of picked up at times throughout the regular season, certainly yeah. in the postseason, and now it's just a completely different level. He's like a much better, I, more well-rounded player. I yelped, I think is the correct <laughs> It's like the most accurate phrasing for it. It was a yell. That's a, a, a high pitch, yeah. <laughs> it was a high-pitched, yeah. I definitely hit the higher register of my voice. Um, I yelped. I, I was so surprised. I, did, I never yeah. thought I would see that. Um, I love the game from him, and I love the game from everybody. You and, and filling, again, that void that Tyler Hero, he's averaging 21 to 22 shots per game uh, in the season. You saw Duncan Robinson basically averaging eight and a half shots, nine and a half shots, I think, per game before tonight, or before Tyler Hero's injury, I should say. Uh, 16 shots for Duncan Robinson tonight, which is where you and I thought he should probably yep. somewhere between like 14, 16. It's kind of the ballpark, and that's where he hit. Uh, 20 shots from Bam, which is about right where he's been. 14 from Jimmy Butler, which is about where he's been. But you get 10 from Jaime Jaquez. You get seven shot attempts from Josh Richardson. You get eight shot attempts from Kevin Love. Nine from Drew Smith. 
Uh, and Drew Smith actually had a pretty nice game, a very, very much best game of the season, actually. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's it, it's yeah, it's not going to be one person, even as good as Duncan Robinson was. It, it's going to be going forward for these next couple of weeks. Like, all right, these guys in the starting lineup, but really even off the bench in that second unit that was so Tyler Hero centric, who steps up yep. in those units? And, and I think it was Drew Smith and it was Kevin Love and it was Jaime Hawkes in that second yep. unit. And then in the starting unit, it was it was very much Duncan. Hawkins continues to impress. He's just such a spark plug because I, I think to your point, since not one player can do what Hero does, you kind of just need and without Kyle today, who's been really good at setting things up and good being, point. you know, the point guard with with Jaime doing what he does, it's more about quickening the pace, transition baskets, always keeping the ball movement. It was just like an instant jump start when he was in the game because that anemic offense in the first quarter was all too familiar for Miami Heat fans. Then Hawkins comes in, and all of a sudden, he's forcing a turnover. He's getting to the rim. He's drawing uh, a foul call, making things happen. Like, that's been the, the mantra for him since he's kind of showed up this season. Like He's been really, really good and just kind of forcing things to go Miami's way. He puts pressure on that San Antonio defense, and then all of a sudden, the spacing gets better. Guys are taking more three-point shots. They're hitting those three-point shots, and it just opens What's my things favorite phrase? Day. What's my favorite phrase? You know this. Which one? Which one? You have a lot of favorite <laughs> phrases. It's sort of making it happen. He yes. does stuff. Doing stuff. He does stuff. Jaime yes, is a guy that right. does stuff. Um my favorite stat, I think, from this game was Bam having six assists, uh, which was a lead, uh, a team high. And yep. that is – I love when the offense flows through Bam out of bio. It just makes – it works so much better. He had a couple of really important kickouts in this game, the three-point – open three-pointers. Um, and I thought that was huge, too, when you're talking about the loss of Tyler Hero and the loss of Kyle Lowry as a table setter. But uh, we get to our credit cookies next. We have questions about Miami's rotation later on in the show. All of that is coming up here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode of Locked on Heat is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entire entries, excuse me, stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football, basketball games, if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. What do you think of like BAM statistics and rebound? His rebound numbers have been so great lately. Would you take the over on those when it comes to Prize Picks entries? Lately, I would. I mean, he had 11 rebounds tonight, and he, I think he's pretty consistent the over on all those. Yeah, good point. I, I think he's just been a lock for that. So go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NBA, and you get a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first in every day. We're going to get to some questions about the Heat's rotation when they're healthy later on in the show. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, your favorite podcast app. Well, David, it is time for the tastiest segment in Locked On Heat. It is time to hand out some credit cookies. As always, we have 10 credit cookies to hand out uh, in any amounts to any Heat player. Who do you want to start with? You know, I kind of want to get into Kevin Love a little bit and his improved okay. role, his dramatically changed role. I know it's kind of a, a you know a, a twist here, 
But I think we've talked about Bam. We've talked about Duncan. Duncan's phenomenal game stands out over everybody. He's going to get his share of cookies. But when it comes to Kevin Love, a guy who was out of the rotation and then played all of a sudden after three games, DNPCD, he plays yeah. against the Atlanta Hawks. Huge boost as a second-string center. You and I talked about that as a potential role for him, and it's worked out really well. Those minutes kind of fluctuated today because Thomas Bryant got his opportunities too until Love found a way to bounce back. But his 12 points in the third quarter were phenomenal. They were so huge, and he played really big. Like I think he was just a game-changer in that Zach Collins, a fan, a favorite of yours, I know, he, yeah. he really turned things around in the third quarter for San Antonio. And then Love gets into the game. Completely changes the tempo, attacks Collins, gets him into foul trouble, forces him out of the game. And then from that point, Love went on to have a really big impact. I really loved how he changed things back in Miami's favor. Miami had already cut the lead at halftime to three. But with Love in there, he was able to kind of mitigate one of all of a sudden San Antonio's better strengths than Collins. Because he was really forcing his way on a smaller Haywood Highsmith. Then you bring Love in there, all of a sudden he can't attack him in a low post as easily just because of his size, he got a couple key rebounds, initiated a fast break or two. Just really good game from Kevin. Uh, I love that Eric decided to go back to him as the backup <laughs> center in that Hawks game, and then and then yeah. continued with that. But then also gave Thomas Bryant a few minutes, and yep. I like Thomas Bryant a lot. I think Thomas Bryant's biggest concern, the issue with Thomas Bryant's game, is the longer he plays, the more he gets yep. exposed. And if you can sort of limit his minutes, he didn't play any in in Atlanta. He played five minutes tonight in San Antonio. I think that's fine. I I thought he was a plus nine in five minutes. Like when you kind of make it easier for him and you say, hey, hey, here's five minutes. Do it all that you got to do here in five minutes. Go all out in five minutes. I think he has an easier time with that. And if it'll be interesting to see what Spoh's approach is with the backup center minutes going forward behind Bam, like, is it going to just be Kevin Love? Is it going to just be Thomas Bryant? Or is it going to be something like tonight where it's mostly Kevin Love and it's a little bit of Thomas Bryant in the second half? And I I think that might be a good balance. I don't think that that's a playoff strategy, but in the regular season, that's definitely feasible um, as sort of like a half guy in the rotation and Thomas Bryant's concerned. But I love, look, what Kevin Love brings to the table in terms of rebounding, physicality, being able to space the floor, and all of these things, the, the outlet passes, obviously, this basketball IQ, like yep. those are just things that Thomas Bryant isn't bringing to the table. Thomas Bryant brings like a physicality and a rebounding thing that, that Kevin Love's Which is, at this stage yeah. of his career doesn't bring. But that stuff right. is like, okay, lightning in a bottle for like five minutes, go. And then, and then, but for most, like Kevin Love, what, had uh, 14 minutes tonight? That seems yep. about right to me. If you're not, if you're not going to play Bam for 20 minutes, that, that's a good kind of disbursement of those minutes. And look, you have to realize it. it's going to work against San Antonio. They're basically starting two centers in Webb and Yama and Collins, and they bring in yeah. Charles Bassey off the bench, who had a nice spark himself. I like using him a, li- yeah. a little, Yeah, a little of that physicality. But Miami countered that and said, you know what? We've got a guy who can stretch the floor, make plays happen. You have the option of bringing the physicality of Ryan off the bench too. So it's a really good change of different players. You've got three centers who can really do things in different ways for Miami. Mm. So we've got cookies for Duncan, for Bam, and for Kevin Love. How many cookies are we giving out to those three guys? I've got three for Duncan, two for Bam, and two for Kevin Love. So that's a total of seven so far. I feel like it needs to be three for Bam. But I know we have more cookies that we need to give out. That's uh, the thing. I, I've got yeah. one apiece to Haywood Highsmith, Drew Smith, and Jimmy Butler. And, and Jimmy had a decent game. He shot poorly. But as you and I were talking before the game, like he, he just made his impact passing the ball 
really forcing turnovers, just being the incredible defender. At one point in time, when the lead was kind of slipping away from for San Antonio, they were kind of building on that. Jimmy just aggressively drove to the rim, drew a foul, big shot. I mean, just the fact that he can still control things. I think we're going to see this more throughout the regular season, too. Like we talked about the slow start, maybe due to the fact that he didn't play at all during the preseason. But now he has to pick and choose these spots when he's aggressive. And that kind of follows a pattern that he's shown over the last couple of seasons because we know what he does in the postseason. you got to save yourself. Injuries are always going to be a part of who Jimmy is, but you want to be able to prolong this as much as possible. They didn't play against Atlanta on, on Saturday, played tonight, right. coming back. So I, I think it was a, a nice showing overall from him. I think it was a good Jimmy game. I don't think Haywood needs a cookie. Um, Ooh. He didn't score. I thought no, his defense didn't. was fine, but it wasn't anything like – it wasn't special because of the bar that Haywood Highsmith has set. I didn't think it was a it was like a, a cookie-worthy game, even if we want to give okay. him a shout-out for his defense overall. And I think okay. Jaime Hawkins Jr. Owned, has earned a cookie. 11 points on 10 shots I, off the bench, 6 rebounds, I don't 3 know. assists, and 4 steals. You're right. I I, t- I had him on my list and I did, say, but I okay. don't know why I didn't. So Jaime, cookie yeah, Haywood gets. Uh, sorry, Haywood gets the shout out. Jaime gets the cookie. Yeah, that's just breaks of the game. Uh, I actually, and we we talked about this last week, David. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, and using cookies as a tool of positive reinforcement. I would right. love to give Josh one cookie, even if we have to take one away from Duncan or somebody like that. I think I'm we sure just need to give it. him a cookie. I think Duncan would be okay with it. Yes. Um, Josh Richardson, four of seven tonight for 12 points, three rebounds, four assists, and a steal. I thought he was very positive in his 26 minutes. And like I said, he he made maybe the two biggest shots of the game in those final two yeah. minutes. That's cookie worthy. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, interesting wrinkle in the rotation. I don't know if it was said at any point during the broadcast, but uh, he did not start the third quarter and spoke kind of brought him off the bench in that quarter. And he wound up stabilizing the second unit and then wind up being a closer for the Heat and a big time right. closer and such, you know, he wound up hitting big shots out of the stretch, as you said, but four of seven from the floor and his 20 something minutes. Like, I mean, it was a really good solid overall game from him and a nice bounce back. I think this is the sweet spot for Josh. We don't know what's going to, the future holds for him when Caleb Martin returns to the rotation. If Josh gets any kind of playing time at all, but for now, if he's going to be able to make an impact, especially in these minutes overall, you know, I think he's still a quality player. It's certainly an improvement over where he was, you know, a week or two ago. A shooting slump to start the season is never easy for any player to deal with. Uh, he was not as bad as he was. In the, like, he is not as bad of a player as he was in these first two weeks. Like, this is a little bit more in line of the kind of quality player that he is, which is why Miami was so excited uh, to get him back at the minimum in the first place. So, um, all right. You mentioned the rotation concern. We have a question about that next when we get to our listener questions. Plus, what has Nikola Jovich done to be out of this rotation altogether? We're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on wins like tonight and losses. Who starts and who sits? I'm thankful for the connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on an extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster, whatever supply chain issue might manifest. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio, excuse me. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now to Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. 
and you get your 12-month supply of your daily medications, whatever they might be. Remember to use the promo code Locked On at checkout, and you get a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. Quote, I'm so thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to get them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply, and I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than your local pharmacy, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and see if it's offered to you. And remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase of Jace Medical. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. We'll get to our listener questions now. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions on Twitter using that hashtag, AskLOHeat. You can also send in questions via email, LockedOnHeat at gmail.com. And on Instagram, you can find us, LockedOnHeat on Instagram. You could send in any questions that you may have via DM. This question comes from Sean, who writes it, who writes in, Is it true that Duncan Robinson is dating Taylor Swift? David? He's playing like a star right now. I'm all for it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, no. Taylor Swift uh, actually made it official at a concert in Buenos Aires uh, over the weekend, changing the lyrics to Karma to say that the player from the Chiefs is coming home to me. So pretty much confirming the Travis Kelsey stuff, wow. not that it needed confer- confirmation. Um, wow. But it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's the real deal now. It's a big deal. I, I will harken your, back to your response. The interview. <laughs> I, I will harken back to our media day interview when you spoke about your uh, travel to go see Taylor and Duncan for responding very favorably. So he's quite a Swifty himself, I'm sure, or at least a an appreciator of her his our mu- music. Excuse me. So yes. no, not not dating, but certainly a fan. Um, maybe you can get a phone call. I don't know. Can Taylor Swift leave him a voicemail? Can she just write one song about him? I think that's not too much to ask. Oh, right. no, you got to break up with her first to get a song, don't you? Is that the knock on her? I guess so. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, double yeah, album once Travis Kelsey breaks up. Sorry, never mind. I don't want to put that out there, right? All right that's... No, we don't want that. We're, we're all fans. They're, they're, they're a lovely couple. Uh, <laughs> Nate writes in, <laughs> who do you think will not make the heat rotation when Tyler Hero comes back? Uh, so, um, before I throw this to you, David, just quickly, yeah. uh, the players in Miami's rotation tonight, obviously the starting five, Jimmy Butler, Haywood Highsmith, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, and then Josh Richardson for the first half. And then, you know, he was in the rotation for the second half. Jaime Hawkins Jr., 32 minutes off the bench. We talked about Kevin Love and Thomas Bryant giving minutes, and obviously Drew Smith as the backup point guard. No Kyle Lowry tonight, which is a big reason why Drew Smith got those those minutes, but Yep. Uh, assuming everybody's healthy, we'll, 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 we're going to throw Kyle Lowry into the mix here as well, obviously. He, he was out tonight just because it was the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is out of the rotation? The most likely choice is probably Drew Smith. I think he's the uh, low man there. As much I, I think as Spo has faith in what Smith does, especially on a defensive end, I just don't know how you can kind of shoehorn him in when you already have enough ball handlers and guys that can create shots and things of that sort. You really don't need him to settle. I, I mean – it could be either Drew Smith or Josh Richardson. One of the two. Uh, I just well, we're talking about I, two guys that need to be back in the rotation, right? And so, Spo Spo went with like a strong eight and like a quiet nine when you consider the five Thomas Bryant minutes. Yeah, um, he could still go nine deep if he wanted to, but I'm going to go ahead and say obviously we back Drew Smith just doesn't get the minutes. Um. And then when Tyler Hero comes back, and then Caleb Martin has to get minutes too. Yep. So we're 
we could be talking about no Josh Richardson, no Drew Smith, and maybe maybe no Thomas Bryant if if Spo just commits to the one backup center. Maybe it's no Kevin Love. I guess it's whatever backup center of the month we're on. Yep. So yep. I, I think that we could see Josh and Drew Smith both out of this rotation, and then maybe yep. him just going with the the one backup center. Um, and and getting Caleb, Kyle, and Tyler back into the rotation. Because we know those three are going to be in the rotation. There's no doubt about that. Do you cut Jaime's minutes? Like, at this point, he's playing significant minutes there. I don't know if yeah. there's a, a drop there. 32 minutes. He's, he probably doesn't play 32 minutes, but I don't know how many – I don't know how many fewer, right? I think you want to play him – I think he's earned 18 to 20 minutes easy, like minimum almost at this point. I mean, it just goes to show you, like, we have said this pretty consistently about Miami's depth being one of their strongest, if not their complete total strongest asset. You know, you've got Caleb Martin, who was the best player through a lot of the playoffs last year for Miami, and he winds up, I don't even know where you can. He misses every game of the season, and he hasn't been completely missed either. And and I think you get a big production from Jaime, and now we're talking about how indispensable Haywood Highsmith has been like Caleb Martin's role has been greatly diminished. And so now you're going to have to figure out how to play him 15 to 20 minutes a game. Probably. I don't know. That's kind if of, you give him, if you, if you give him Josh's minutes tonight, sure. He played 26 minutes. That that's an easy way to just give Caleb Martin those minutes. I, I think that's probably where we'll end up. Uh, and then with Spolster going with a nine man rotation. Uh, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be Lowry, Tyler hero, Jimmy Butler, Haywood Highsmith, and Bam Adebayo is your starting five, and then you were going to have, and you'll have Caleb Martin, Jaime, and then whatever if it's Kevin Love or Thomas Bryant uh, coming off the bench uh, with Duncan Robinson also also coming off the bench at that point with Tyler healthy. So that's a nine that's a nine person rotation, but that does not include Nikola Jovic, who Brian asks, how far out of the rotation must Jovic be to not get in the games this weekend, considering Jimmy Butler didn't play. In Atlanta on Saturday, no Kyle Lowry tonight, David. Obviously, no Tyler Hero, no Kyle Martin the entire time. How far How far out of the rotation must Jovic be? It's an interesting question. I mean, I, I think he's completely out, and I don't know that he has an opportunity. It's going to have to be an injury to Bam, I think, for him to kind of get any kind of significant playing time. Like, you could probably get away with starting Kevin as a center, or you might go Thomas Bryant and then have to add somebody to the front court when, you know, Kevin Love can't play extended minutes off the bench or, you know, however it might work out. But, you know, you could go really small too and, and just choose not to play Jovic at all. And I think he's just, he struggled. And he, you know, there was a, a nice interview by Anthony Chang talking about that today. Yep. Jovic's uh, lack of minutes and and knowing that he accepts Spo's decision and he's trying to work his way in many, you know, trying to improve in every aspect so he can earn that playing time. He just can't seem to crack the rotation. So I'd say he's pretty fairly out. And then we'll see the occasional minutes just because Miami's always going to deal with some injury issue or another. He'll get some playing time, but he will not be a regular part of the rotation moving forward, barring some kind of miraculous transformation. He's the 14th guy on the roster, isn't he? At this point. Yeah, I mean, Orlando Robinson is probably closer to getting minutes than Nikolajovic at this point. And so uh, it's one of those two. I and mean, we're talking about those are the those are the bottom two, Orlando Robinson and Jovic. These are the guys who haven't really gotten into games all yet this year. No, even we saw Orlando Robinson play against Milwaukee, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think Jovic is sort of the 14th guy right now. And I'm glad you mentioned the interview with the Miami Herald. Um, I I don't know that it's necessarily – I don't want to go so far as to say that it's a it, – it's 
anything negative against Jovic. I just think that there's not really a spot for him in this rotation, especially with Hakez being able to yeah. play the four spot and the three yeah. spot. There's not a need for him, and this team is deep at center, right? I mean, deeper than we even thought if Kevin Love is also a center now, with Hay- Haywood High School yeah. being the starting four. Like, they've got yeah. four guys at center that they feel pretty comfortable with, and Jovic is not even a center. So when you when you think about what the options are at power forward, you also have Haywood Highsmith. You still have Kevin Love as an option if you need. You have Caleb Martin eventually coming back, who played power forward for most of last regular season. I don't know that there's really – and then obviously Hakez. So I think it's really Hakez being more ready than Jovic that has pushed him out of the rotation because I don't know how many more spaces there are for him. You're not going to give him Tyler Hero's minutes because they don't play the same position. You know, I don't, I don't really like if you're on if you're unhappy with Josh Richardson or Drew Smith, Jovic can't take those minutes. He doesn't play those positions. He can't take Kyle Lowry's minutes. He doesn't play that position. So it's just a tough. It, it's I think it's less of a commentary on him as it is more having to do with the depth at the position that he plays and the fact that he does, he's not trusted at this point. I, he's still like he had great flashes in the preseason, no doubt about it. There's also moments where he, he kind of looked jumbled and a little confused and lost out there. And it's just not going to put up with that. It's defensively and right. even offensively. Sometimes he just runs into other guys. Like it's just, that's fair. I mean, he, he had his, he ha- he'll have his flashes offensively, but sure. again, for what we talked about with Hymet, like he, he's the guy who mixes it up. He goes against the bigs who can force a turnover to rip the ball from them. He, he just dives to the floor. He's kind of forced. You can run plays for Hymet. You can literally run offense through Hymet in the mid post. They did. Seen it. They You're did, not doing yeah. that with Jovic. And and, yeah. and Jovic isn't really that kind of player anyway, but still, like, again, this is not an anti. I, I don't think him being out of the rotation means that there's a lack of a belief in Nikola Jovic's abilities. I just think it's the position he plays and the fact that there are just players that are more ready to win now than he is. And the fact that Miami came out of the gates and, and, and were down uh, three games under 500 doesn't really help, help things, right? Like these games, they're not must win games because it's only November, but there's also not a whole lot of time to mess around right now. You got to get back up to, and now obviously they've won four straight games, five straight games, whatever it is. Five but um, games, yeah. yeah. So obviously that's helpful, but yeah, I don't, I, I think there's still an internal belief in Jovic, but, what it, what's what's the phrase go that coaches always say like development's not linear, right? Yeah. I think that he's developing behind the scenes. He's putting the work in. He'll get on the court like you already said at he's some point this year, but yeah. he's not he's not in the night tonight. Norwich. And yeah, I, he's also missed a week because of an illness. Like that, we should mention that right. we're only like almost we're barely three weeks into the season here, so that's important too. Um, can can right. we just shout out shout out the, the the team's draft gurus, you know, because Jaime Hakez has just been such a nice find. And I know that there are questions, but he dropped all the way to Miami at 19th, and he's just been such a productive guy at a team that's won five straight games. Like, that counts for something. That, that really what is pretty impressive. Yes. Great pick. Great pick. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast app.